This is a series title that we got directly from God himself in a dream, and I talked a lot about that last week, and you can actually go watch that sermon online at lakepointonline.com. But we felt like we were being told by the Lord to, to brace ourselves, and not just Lake Point Church, uh, the, the Bride of Christ, because we, we feel like there, there's something coming. We know there's something coming in November, uh, and there's uh, some, some prophecies coming, and it's just, it's amazing to, uh, to be walking in this time and know that, that something's around the bend, but to uh, almost have a little bit of angst about it. Well, God wants to let us know that through this time, we need to brace ourselves. Now, this sermon series is not about how we uh, need to go get a bunch of guns and stock up food and, and sell things, get an RV. And, and, and if you want to do some of that stuff, that is perfectly fine. That's between you and the Lord. But this brace yourself message is nothing but spiritual. It is spiritual. And it's a way that we are responding to uh, basically a warning from God of what's to come. And it's to, specifically to, the bride of Christ. He's protecting his bride. And so this Brace Yourself uh, series, um, as we walk through it, we're going to see what that looks like. And last week we talked about that Brace Yourself really starts off with what you're wearing. And that what you're wearing means the, the armor of God. And so as we put on the armor of God, uh, and it is his armor, and we're able to, uh, to defend ourselves from the fiery arrows of the, of the enemy. And during this time, our, our main concern is not just, just for the, the, the protection of just ourselves, our family, our finances, our, our physical well-being. It's really just a stand firm in your faith. That is the number one thing we need. I, I think that's, that's really the gist of brace yourself. Brace yourself, something's coming, and you need to stand firm in your faith, and you need to put on the full armor of God. We talked about that armor last week, and it, and it involves things uh, such as the belt of truth, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the shoes of the gospel of peace, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit, which is God's word. And so as we put on that armor, and, and we read about that in, in Ephesians chapter 6, as we put on that full armor, we understand how that can help us uh, during this brace yourself time. Well, where we, picked, where we left off last week, we actually are going to pick, pick up this week in Ephesians chapter 6. And so we're going to focus on really one verse in Ephesians chapter 6. And that's really just a, the, the next verse on down. And that's going to be verse 18. Now, we're actually going to uh, several passages of, of Scripture today. But the main focus of today is all about what, what Paul, who wrote the book of Ephesians, which is a letter to the church in Ephesus, he is, is writing um, this to let them know how to defend themselves against the enemy's attack, Satan's attack. And if we look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, we see what Paul is talking about. So read this along with me. It says, and praying in the Spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. And so this verse obviously follows the armor of God, 
Prayer isn't uh, included as one of the armors of God, but what prayer does is prayer connects us to the power of God. Prayer connects all of that together, connecting uh, us to the armor of God, to the power of God. And just like in, in a war battle, you have people who are communicating to each other. They're communicating to the, from the commander and, and to, to the armed forces. So it's very important that communication is huge. We have some people in, in here in church, probably listening online, that you have served in, uh, in the military. And so you know how much communication is vital to a, a mission, to a battle. And so with this communication, uh, through prayer, we're able to understand from our commander, from God the Father, what is our next step. And, and, and it, it, it helps us to uh, prepare, and it helps us to brace ourselves. So what does bracing ourselves in prayer look like? What does that look like? Well, if we, we're going to focus on that verse 18 in Ephesians chapter 6. And so the first thing we look at is that uh, prayer... It needs to be through the Spirit. We need to pray in the Spirit, which means this. Our prayers need to have power. They need to have power behind them. We need to pray in the Spirit. In the, in the previous sets of passages, we talked about how the Word of God is the sword of the Spirit. And so it's part of the Spirit. So one of the things we could do is we could use the Word of God to pray. And, and many people kind of forget this or, or may not realize this, but there are tons of prayers right here in God's Word. And you can actually pray Scripture. You can actually change the, the, the name of the, of the person in Scripture instead of I or us or we. Put yourself in there or your family in there. And you can use prayer that's found in God's word, which is the sword of the spirit, so it's connected to the spirit. The word of God is active. It's alive. It's connected right now. These words are connected to the Holy Spirit. And so if you're going to pray in the spirit, we can use the word of God. One of the things that, one of the passages uh, I've used many years, uh, for many years, is found in Psalm 139, verse 23 through 24, and it says this, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. I actually wrote a simple chorus with those exact words that periodically, I'll just be driving or I'll be praying and I'll just sing that simple chorus and I'll just say, Lord, search me, O oh God. Know my heart and know my anxious thoughts. And so just like we can use the word of God, his words connected to the spirit, for those who are in Christ Jesus, for those who have the Holy Spirit inside them, guess what? Not only can you use God's words, but you can use your words. They say, well, well duh, that's what prayer is. Yes. Well, let me, let me help you take it a step further. I believe there's power in the spoken word. There's power in the spoken word. God created cre- all things, except from man and woman. He, he actually formed them with his hands. But every, other than that, everything that, that you and I see, 
all creation, the stars, the planets, earth, everything was created by the words of God. And so there's power in the words. Just like there's power in the words of God, there's power in your words, especially because your words are connected with the Holy Spirit, part of the Trinity. And so one of the things you, you must realize is that when you pray, I want to encourage you to pray out loud, to pray out loud. If you want to brace yourself in prayer during these times, then speak your words of prayer out loud. Now, sure, you could say your prayers to your mind, in your mind and your heart. I mean, there's, there's definitely times when, when I'm sitting in the morning and I have my spot by the, in, the, in the living room or maybe in, in the area, sitting area in my, our bedroom, and so I'm drinking my, my cup of coffee, you know, and I got my little, you know, morning snack, and I'm opening up my journal, opening up my Bible, and, and I'm just praying, and, and, and I'm not really speaking, but I'm, I'm praying in my, in my heart, in my head, and, and that's great. But can I tell you my favorite way to pray? My favorite way to pray is to stand up, walk around the house, and pray out loud. Pray out loud. There have been times over the past couple of weeks, and especially with the kids going to school, and, and I kind of hunker down at the house, and I leave a little bit later then before I go to the church office, and, and I just have a time with God, and I'm walking around the house, and I'm praying loud. Sometimes I'll do it at the church office. I'll walk around, and I will pray out loud. Let me tell you what, church, there's power in that. There are, there's power in your words. Your words are connected with the Holy Spirit. And one of the things that, that I've come to realize is that I'm able, if I'm talking out loud, it seems like I'm able to, to, to call out the enemy more. I'm able to speak directly to Satan. It says, Satan, I bind you in the name of Jesus, my church. I command you in the name of Jesus because I have full authority because I am bought with the blood of Jesus Christ. I committed my life to him. He lives inside me. You can't touch me. And there are times that you just need to, I, I pray over my kids and, and my wife individually and said, nope, you can't have this person. Nope, you can't have this person. Whatever they're going through, no. And, and it gives you the ability to speak directly to Satan. I know sometimes, I know some of you that may freak you out a little bit, but let me tell you what, you need to walk in the authority that God has raised Christ from the dead, now lives where? In you. Lives in you. If you have accepted Christ as Savior, you're walking with Jesus. You're walking in that full power. Another things about the Spirit, when we pray in the Spirit, sometimes there's, there's sort of heaviness that comes with praying in the Spirit. Sometimes, sometimes when you pray in the Spirit and you're just quiet before the Lord, sometimes a, a person will come to mind 
or a situation will come to mind. And you may not even know what the situation is. You may have someone that, and I will just pray for them, have no idea what's going on. But guess what? God does, and the Spirit does. And so sometimes I don't know what's happening with them, and I will, it's like my spirit just kind of groans for them. My heart is heavy for them. And so if I don't know what to pray, guess who does? The Spirit. The Holy Spirit is praying with you. When you pray in the Spirit, you, you have part of the trinity that's praying alongside you. I mean, Paul talks about this in, in, in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 to 27. In the same way, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. So one example is, it's kind of like when parents speak for their infant children. We, we've, we've all done this. Whether, you know, your, your, your infant child, they, they can't speak, they can't talk, but they have certain faces. And so you as a parent, you think, oh, I know exactly what they want to say. And so you tell them, say, oh, my diaper is being filled right now. You might want to get ready. Oh, that's what you're set to let loose and, and cry. I can just see it on your face. Oh, you need to be fed. And so we, we put those words for that infant child because they can't speak. Sometimes when we're praying and we don't know what the words to say, as long as we're praying in the Spirit, we invite the Holy Spirit into this place, into this space, and you... And you trust in the Holy Spirit and know that they, that the Holy Spirit is praying alongside you. So it's very comforting in those times when you don't know what to say or all you can do is just cry to know that the Holy Spirit is there with you. To brace yourself means to pray in the Spirit. A more aggressive attack of the enemy calls for a more aggressive attack of prayer. So I encourage you, during this season, use God's word, use your words, your spoken words, driving in the car, turn off the radio, and speak. Speak out loud. I want to encourage you to do that. So our prayers need to be powerful, and our prayers need to be persistent. So in, in, back in that verse um, 18, it, um, it says this, and pray in the Spirit on all occasions. And, and another translation, translation of this means um, at all times. So pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. So just like your mobile phone. You have your mobile phone, your phone is with you at all times. You don't you don't use your mobile phone just at certain times and at certain locations. You, you never say to someone, oh, I can't use my phone because 
I'm not at home. Well, do you have your phone? Well, yeah, I have my phone. I just can't use it because I only use it at home. And I only use my phone at certain times. And so just like your phone, and, and that's, that's crazy to even think that. Of course not. That's not how you use your phone. But just like your, how you use your phone, we need to use prayer. It's at all the time. It's praying without ceasing. And so you need to bring prayer along with you. When we brace ourselves in prayer, we need to brace ourselves in prayer throughout the day. I'm encouraging you in this season, not only to speak your words out loud, to include God's word in that which is connected to the spirit, but to take your prayer and go through it throughout the day. That's how you brace yourself throughout the whole day. It's kind of like this. You go to Six Flags, you hop on a roller coaster. You, you brace yourself, thank God, right? With that bar or strap or, or whatever, you brace yourself. But halfway in the ride, the bar, hopefully not, doesn't just let go. Oh, you're done. You, you only need to be brace yourself for the first part. The rest of the ride, you're good. Of course not. So just like a ride and you're bracing yourself the entire way, your roller coaster ride of life throughout your day, you need to have prayer bracing you at all times. At all times. Bring it with you. I, I've, I've, um, I call it inviting God into your day. We need to keep prayer with this. Just like it says in 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18. Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. In verse 17, it says pray continually. Pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Now, Sometimes those prayers that we pray, sometimes those prayers that we pray throughout the day, we, we will get an answer or we will get confirmation uh, right on the spot. So like if we are headed into a, um, into a meeting and we need, to, um, we need prayer, we need God to give it, it, and he will bring us that peace. He will often bring us that peace. And sometimes we don't get answers to prayers until later on, just like a text message. And a text message, if you were to text me, some of you have experiences. You've, you've sent a text to me, and sometimes you get the answer right away. And sometimes you get the answer a few hours later, and I'm sorry, sometimes a couple of days later. And that's really because I forgot. But the Holy Spirit... God the Father never forgets, but I do know this. He will answer your prayer in either a yes, a no, or wait. Yes, no, or wait. But sometimes it's immediate. Sometimes it's a little bit later. Another way that you could use prayer throughout the day is through social media. Um, if, you, if you use social media, Instagram or, or Facebook, you could put something like this, how can I pray for you today? You put that on social media, 
then, uh, then people are going to, hopefully, they will respond. They will respond to that, and you're going to have, hopefully, a flood of people that will give prayer requests, and you can pray for them. And that way, you will be able to use prayer throughout the day. So over the next few months, you can't brace yourself with just a few minutes of prayer at one specific time and location. Church, you can't. Listening online, you can't brace yourself over the next few months with a a prayer time at a certain location at only a certain time of the day. You have got to bring it with you throughout the day. You've got to bring it with you throughout the day. Pray without ceasing. And obviously, like I said earlier, pray with power through the word, through your spoken word. So we need to pray with power. We need to be persistent with that. And then we also need to be purposeful. We see this in, in, that, latter, in that next section of, of Ephesians 6.18, with all kinds of prayers and requests. Another translation of that says, ask everything you need. Ask for everything you need. And so you need to be specific when you pray. It's okay to be specific. God wants you to be specific. If you're praying about a certain situation, you just need to say, okay, God, this is what's going on. And let me tell you something. God knows what's going on. He just likes to connect with you to, to hear how you're responding and what's in your heart and, and, and how you're communicating that to him. He loves that time together. Now, you may say, well, Frank, how do I know if I'm praying with the right motives? How do I know if I'm praying with the right motives? As it's stated in, in James chapter 4, verse 3, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. And so it's really easy to, to be in a place where, well, I'd really like such and such, and, and, and I'd really like the Lord to answer this, and almost like a genie in a bottle sort of situation. And so how do you know when you are praying something with the right motives? Well, I think I have the answer in Romans 8, 5. It says this, those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. So if you live your life according to the Spirit desires, and you will pray the will of God. You will pray the will of God. So if you're walking with Jesus, and you're spending time with the Holy Spirit, and you're living a life of righteousness, and you're connected to God, then you will know in your spirit, you will know what is the will of God. You will know what to pray for. And so when you pray, be specific. So what are some things that we could pray for during this time? Here are some things that, that the Lord laid in my heart. So during this next few months, during this brace yourself period, what are some things that we can pray for? Well, there's a lot of things we can pray for. I've named, I'm gonna name three of them. Number one, first one, corruption exposed. We need to pray that corruption is exposed. Now you may say, well, that's a good prayer. 
and it's starting to happen. We need to see that there's whatever is in the government is exposed, but I'm going to even say further. I'm going to say within the church. Within the church, corruption is exposed. You know, there's there are Christian friends of mine, even pastors, and my heart is heavy for them, who are there supporting the current darkness of abortion, of the homosexual agenda, of organizations who are trying to destroy the traditional godly family structure, and it breaks my heart. And just like in the parable of the sheep and the goats, Jesus speaks about the sheep and the goats, and, and I really thought he was going to wait until the end times of judgment to do this, but you know what, church? He's already doing this. He's separating the sheep from the goats, meaning he's separating those who truly are Christ's followers and those who say they are or they claim that their hearts are far from him and they're supporting darkness. Now, please understand my heart. This has nothing to do with political. And you've heard me say this. Satan has done an amazing job of taking some things that are spiritual and putting them into the political arena. I'm not talking about what party you vote for. I'm talking about supporting certain things of darkness. And I'll tell you what. I'm not the judge, but if you are someone who's supporting those kinds of things, I would, I would search your heart. I would search your heart because there are people who call him Lord, Lord, and who will be told by him, I never knew you. And the sad reality is I'm pretty sure there's people in my circles who are in that situation. So we need to pray that corruption is exposed. Number two, we need to pray for the church to have courage. We need to pray for courage in the church. Church, I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna be honest with you today. Um, I'm not sure if the church is ready for, for persecution. I'm, the, I'm, now, I'm talking about the American church. Okay, obviously, the big C church all over the world, yeah, there are pockets of churches. They're already being persecuted. They're meeting in dark basements, singing, like whisper singing, which is a pretty powerful thing. I've actually experienced that. They're whisper singing because they can't let anyone hear them. And so, yeah, there are pockets of, of the bride of Christ who are being persecuted. But as a ch the church here in America, I'm, I'm very, very concerned that we are not ready for the persecution that's coming. And let me tell you what, church, it is coming. It is. And we've got to be ready for it. And I think that's part of brace yourself. I really do. I really think that's part of Brace Yourself. Church, we've got to be like the church of old. 
We've got to be like the church of old with, with hymns like onward Christian soldiers. Listen to these words. And it states this. Onward Christian soldiers marching as to war with the cross of Jesus going on before. Christ, the royal master, leads against the foe forward into battle. See his banners go. Onward Christian soldiers. Not every church but I'm concerned about how parts of the pockets of the bride of Christ here in America have been pushed down and pushed down and been made and forced to follow certain things. And they're doing it. Now, Obviously, we need to, we need to walk in, in safety, absolutely. We need to walk with wisdom, but don't you dare think that there's, there's not an agenda there trying to stop the bride of Christ from meeting because it's happening now. And it's a spark that has started and it's going to burn hotter. Church, are we ready for the persecution? Church in America, I don't think we are. I don't. My job as pastor of Lake Point Church is just to get us prepared, get us ready. I don't want to be a church that is not ready for the persecution. I want Lake Point Church to walk in boldness, full of faith, without fear, prayed up, ready for the persecution. Church, Lake Point Church, we've got to be ready. We cannot walk in fear. We can't. And I know that there's lots of questions going on. And I know, just like every church, there are people that are not here yet. And, and, and they have very good reasons. I've, I've been talking to our church family. There's underlying medical conditions, or maybe they work in the medical field and they're afraid to bring it here. You know, I totally understand, but I'm just saying there are churches who haven't opened up yet. We need to pray for those churches. People need the body of Christ. We need to be light on the hill. So we need to pray for the courage of the church. So we need to pray that corruption is exposed for courage of the church, and we need to pray for a great harvest. We need to pray for this amazing harvest because I believe through this, there's going to be lives that are going to have this realization that they need Jesus. Something's missing, and, and, and this world is crazy. I mean, you can, you can look and see. How, I mean, there are riots still going on. And it's unbelievable. And there are people who are coming to Christ. And there are people who need to hear the gospel message. Church, Lake Point Church, Christians listening online, it is your job, it is my job to be able to tell others about Jesus. We need to pray for the harvest. 
God has surrounded you with people. And this is one of the, this is one of the weeks we're going to spend on this. I believe it might be the, the last week of this series. But we have got to make sure we're ready to share Jesus at any moment, anytime, anywhere. Because there are people who need the Lord. There are people who need the Lord. I love this song back in the 80s from Steve Green. Listen to these words that he, that he wrote. He wrote this song, and, and you may not have heard, ever heard of Steve Green. I know some of you have. But listen to these words, and this song is called People Need the Lord. Every day they pass me by. I can see it in their eyes. Empty people filled with care, headed who knows where. On they go through private pain, living fear to fear. I mean, we're describing now. We're describing 2020. Laughter hides their silent cries only Jesus hears. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he's the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize that people need the Lord? We, the church, are called to take his light to a world where wrong seems right. We're seeing that now. What could be too great a cost for sharing life with one who's lost? People need the Lord. People need the Lord. At the end of broken dreams, he's the open door. People need the Lord. People need the Lord. When will we realize that people need the Lord? Church, people need the Lord. They do. They need Jesus, you have the answer. We need to pray for a great harvest. You're part. You're, you're part of that. So we need, to, we need to pray that corruption is exposed. We need to pray for the courage of the church to stand up and be the, be the bold and the beautiful body of Christ. Be the bold and the beautiful bride of Christ. Love what it says, John 5, sorry, John 4, 35. Don't you have a saying? It's still four months until harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. I've never seen the fields so ripe, ready for people to surrender their heart to Jesus than now. And so we need to be ready. We need to pray for a great harvest. So this, this brace yourself with prayer, we need to pray with power. Spirit, connected spirit, sword of the spirit, the word. We need to pray the words of God. You need to speak your words. Your words have power. If you don't believe it, try it. Your words have power, speak them. You have authority. Pray with persistence. 
Continually pray. Bring a prayer throughout your day. Pray with purpose. Be specific with your prayers. And then last, we uh, see this at the very end of Ephesians 6, 18. That one verse that follows the armor of God. We see that we need to pray for people. And it says, with this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. We need to have people prayers. We need to pray for one another. Pray for each other. You, you cannot brace yourself on your own. You can't. You cannot brace yourself on your own. You need help. And you need to help others. We are to brace one another as the body of Christ. And the way to do that is through prayer. Next week, I'm going to pass out a list of people in our church. I'm not going to put this online, only for those who are here, just because I don't want to put this online. I'm not, I'm, don't worry, I'm not going to put addresses or phone numbers. Or, I'm just going to put names of people. May just even be the first name. Uh, people in our church. And I, we're going to pass those out. And what I want you to do is I want you to pray for one another. I want you to pray for one another. It, it gives you no excuse not to have anything to pray for or anyone to pray for. We must be praying for our church. Can I tell you something? And I don't mean this in a, in a selfish way. So I'm taking myself out of this position. Whoever's standing in this lead pastor position, okay? Right now, obviously, it's me. But church, you need to pray for your pastor. You need to pray for your pastor. Um, I've been under spiritual attack. And I need your prayers. I'm feeling this. As we inch closer to the, the big movie called Brace Yourself, <laughs> I'm, I'm under a spiritual attack. And it's not just me. You need to pray for your staff. If you don't know who the staff is, you can look on the website. You can look on the back of the bulletin that we pass out here. You can pray for your staff because our staff has been feeling lately, as of late, <laughs> they have been feeling the, uh, the fiery arrows of the evil one. They have. You need to pray for your staff. I ask you, please, pray for your staff. Pray for your pastor. Pray for one another. But we're not the only ones under spiritual attack. We all are. We are. We've got to pray for one another. We've got to be able to stand together and pray together. I love this, one of my favorite songs of all time. Another Christian song back in the 80s by one of my, my most favorite Christian artists, Russ Taff. This is, an, this is an anthem for the body of Christ. 
Look what the chorus says. You're my brother, you're my sister, so take me by the hand. Together we will work until he comes. There's no foe that can defeat us when we're walking side by side. As long as there is love, we will stand. If you truly love one another, you're going to pray for one another. If you truly love one another, we're going to pray for one another. And here in just a moment, the band is going to be coming. They're going to be coming on, on the stage, and we're going to sing we're going to sing another song, but during this song, I want you to spend some time in prayer. Now, you can, you can actually come down here to the stage, the altar is open, or you could pray at your seat, whatever you want to do. You're watching online, remove distractions. I want you to pray. Some of the things I talked about, you may want to pray out loud. Did you know that your seat, if you're here today, your seat was prayed over? I prayed for your seat, every seat, and I spoke those words out loud while the band was, was playing. I spoke it out loud, my prayers. Why? Because words are powerful. And so we're going to close out this service with some time of prayer. But you need a prayer that pray for several things. Pray for your, your church. Pray for one another. Pray, pray for some of those things I'd, I'd mentioned. Pray for a great harvest. Pray that, it, uh, that corruption is exposed. Pray for the courage of the church and pray that people who need the Lord will realize. And if you're here or listening online, if you need the Lord, if you never accepted him, now's the time. You need the Lord. You need the Lord. He's here. He's there in your living room where you're at. Even if you're listening to this later in a podcast and you're doing a workout, he is there with you and you can accept him. We all need the Lord. And so every head bowed, every eye closed. As we close out this time of service today, I want us to examine our hearts and I want us to see what the Lord is showing you. It's like if you could do open heart surgery and just pull back the layers and go to every dark room in the house. Have you totally surrendered your full heart to Jesus? Have you said to him, I need you, Lord. I'm one of those people. <laughs> I'm one of those people who need the Lord. You could do that right now. So say, Lord Jesus, I come to you. I wave the white flag to you. Please forgive me my sin. Help me, Lord Jesus, to walk with you. I don't understand it all, but I have faith that you're with me the whole way. Please be Lord of my life, come into my life. I give it to you. In Jesus' name.